0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's my show. Hey, put a little. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey, put a little. Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the Bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. On WGR,
0: Sports Radio 550.
1: Hey, oh, glad to have you with us here on a Friday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Chope has the day off. Nate Geary filling in for him. A lot of NFL news as we get ready for Combine Week, salary cap news this week, of course, free agency coming, and then the draft, and I think you know how the offseason works and how calendars work. So I didn't really need to say any of that. Yep. Just a sloppy way to introduce our next guest. Joining us on the West Her Hotline is Mike Tanier, NFL writer, editor, founder of Two Deep Zone I love this Twitter bio, Mike, it, not, not to make light of it. Formerly Football Outsiders, The New York Times, The Messenger, Bleacher Report, and other ancient empires. <laughs> Which is just a spectacular, somewhat self-deprecating way of saying you've been downsized a bunch of times. But I'm glad you're up and running with Too Deep Zone. That's T-O-O, by the way. Uh, nice to have you back on the show, Mike. Hope everything's going well.
2: It's great to be on, and I've been downsized a few times, but the Bills won't have to downsize as much because of the big salary cap news today.
1: How, any surprise? I feel like this week there was some reporting that indicated, like, don't be surprised if the cap's a bit higher than we've been anticipating. So I wonder how much of a clue the teams had that this was coming.
2: They knew. The NFL does this every year. They put a very conservative cap number in place. Knowing they're going to exceed it, so they can do this little, you know, song and dance. Hooray, it's even higher. Look how great we're doing when the original (laughs) estimate was super low to begin with. So, you know, a lot of people were like, okay this is slightly higher than we thought, but we were putting that, that, that more conservative number in, in the first place. And the only time that didn't work was when there was a literal pandemic. And now we're kind of getting some of the, uh, so you know, some of the amortized uh, the success from them managing that pandemic as well. And, and not, not panicking during that. And that's why you have this really high cap right now.
1: Right. So the bills are still over, yeah. um, but you know, more money's more money. So what, whatever they're going to do to get under and do business here, you know, so, modestly, if, if if that uh, in free agency they've got a little extra room to work with, you know what I was thinking about as as we were getting ready to start this segment. We know where the Bills are, and I was talking with my my co-host today, Nate, off the air about how I think next year they're already in good shape. The Bills they're not they're not like at this time last year we knew that there was going to be trouble in the twenty four off season for the Bills because yeah. of the cap. What I'm wondering about is how the Saints have ended up where they've ended up. Like, I I understand them wanting to keep going while Drew Brees was still there and Sean Payton was still there. But like WTF with what have they been doing for the last three years? I just don't even I can't even begin to understand it. And they're like 80 million over and another 50 next year.
3: But hey, also, Mike, don't worry, because Derek Carr's cap hit next year balloons to $53 million, and who wouldn't want to have Derek Carr at $53 million against the cap? But it, wait, wait, it's like, but wait, there's more. The dead cap to cut him is $59 million. You guys bait and switch me. Like, we're going to talk about the Bills. Surprise, we're going to talk about the Saints. We're just going to talk trash about the Saints, yeah. Yeah
2: walking into an algebra test and having calculus put in front of you in terms of the, the Saints cap, and just keep this in mind okay so the bills why why are the bills in this in this situation because they're trying to win a Super Bowl because they're that close so so you know you come within a field goal of the Super Bowl because you kick the can down the road and it's like well I understand the sacrifice I understand the logic there the Saints are trying to go eight and nine in the NFC South <laughs> that's that's their thing maybe we win the NFC South at eight and nine and lose in the first round to you know the Lions or whoever every year that's the goal and they keep doing it and it looks like they're starting to do it now i saw that they extended eric mccoy their center okay he's a good ball player you're going to extend him if you start talking again about well you know denario davis is only you know 39 years old let's extend him until 2029 that's what they do they're going to they're going to extend alvin kamara who's like you know one foot in the, in retirement in you know so so that's what the saints do what the bills did was a logical measured gamble and now they're going to have and I mean, they're going to have some losses this year. It's not going to be a phenomenal offseason for the Bills. But you're right. They can get out of it quickly. They can remain a deep playoff run team throughout this. The Saints are just... The Saints are just living in debt. They're just living in credit card debt, and they're going to be doing it for the next four or five years.
1: Right. They're getting new credit cards to pay off the other credit cards while the rates are low, and then the rates in six months go back up, and they're right back where they started, which is just absurd. So, yeah, Mike, sorry <laughs> sorry about the bait and switch. Yeah, on the bills. Um, so You better be ready to nail this now after that little speech you just gave us. Um, what, what, do you, what do you, What do you like about their own free agents? Like, would you prioritize – I don't know, I've been thinking about Daquan Jones. Like, if I can keep yeah. one guy on that list, I feel like maybe he'd be at the top for me. I guess everyone would be different. Um, but they'll, you know, they'll find their way to getting under and doing business, of course. I mean, they're an NFL team. Um, what do you think about that idea? Like, him as maybe a target to try to retain?
2: Yeah, I like that because you get a big defensive tackle who's played well, who's going to anchor that, who's going to maintain a position of strength there. If you can prioritize him, I don't know. That free agent market for defensive tackles, I know he's on it. DJ Reader's on it. There's a lot of guys who could cash in there, so it might be tricky to just bring him in on that. You've got to start still by getting under. You're still at 42 over. I don't think that's going to be that hard a target to hit. But in order to hit that, you are extending some guys. Like, I think if you do that, you, you extend Deion Dawkins. Uh, obviously, you move, you move some money around for, for Josh Allen. That, that takes care of a chunk of it. Um, so, so you're going to do that. If you do that and you manage to bring in Daquan, uh, you, you still have some questions along the way, questions about guys like Epinesa and stuff like that, mm-hmm. who I think of as, like, guys that you want to keep in because depth is such a strength to the team. No matter what, you're going to take a hit on that depth. It's a matter of managing it and making sure the guys you keep are the guys who who you know you want to keep.
3: Mike, uh, well, first of all, I didn't even say, hey, Mike, it's been a while. Hey. Hope, hope you're <laughs> well, buddy. Hope you're well. Yeah, you too, you too Nate. Uh, um, so I wanted to ask you about uh, part of the reason the Bills are in this position, Mike, is because of the contract they handed to Von Miller. And they wouldn't be in yeah. this position if Von Miller was still Von Miller. Yeah, he can't be worse next year uh, because he had zero sacks and two pressures all year. So there's, well, I shouldn't say literally no way he could have zero pressures next year. But I digress. (laughs) It can't really get a lot worse than what we saw. So maybe he gets a little bit better. But Mike, they're partially in this position because of the contract they gave to Von Miller. There's not really a way to get out of it. No. But I think the most interesting part of this conversation with Von Miller is the radio silence we've had about his in-season arrest and there's been no talk about that there's been no updates in the media there's been no updates from the nfl about an active investigation against them. nothing that's they out if he gets suspended they have a void and they can get out of his contract scot free that'd be a huge win for the bills but like where are the bills with von miller and where is von miller with von miller yeah, I don't know about. Uh, I have heard all radio silence that you heard about that arrest. I don't know what's
2: going on there. Uh, sometimes no news is no news, and sometimes it's like, well, this is so deep underground, it's going to come up and get us on the uh, on the back end. And I don't know what that is, but that's the only out from this contract. I, again, if he gets cut as a post June first, I think it was something around six million. That doesn't that doesn't get you very far, and you're still eating a ton of. Space that you could use for somebody else. The only other way out would be some kind of restructure that's not just, oh, my God, we're going to kick this money to 2027, a kind of thing where you say, hey, if you come back for one year and then you can try that free agency year or you can go retire as a Bronco or do whatever you want to do, we're going to come in at a flat fee. You can sometimes save money that way. That's something the Saints do. They've they've done it frequently. They did it with Michael Thomas uh last year where they said, Let's eat the back end of us. They did it with Jameis. That's one way you can approach it. But again, it's been radio silence right now. Maybe we'll know more next week. I don't know. But you're right. His his contract's a conundrum because it's no matter what, you're eating money or you're seeing a player get suspended and that's your way out.
1: Yeah, I I my my feeling is the Bills I mean I, I don't know what they'll what they'll do, but I, I, I would be surprised if they went in on Miller's contract or Diggs's contract, for that matter. Like, I feel like this might be just a year to sort of swallow hard and hope those guys return somewhat to form. Diggs is obviously much closer to that opportunity than than Miller. You know, has less ground to cover, but there was even a drop-off on Diggs. And just give yourself the flexibility next year to get out of those if you need to get out of them, because this year they feel like really immovable objects.
2: Yeah, Diggs is only if it's a trade, and the trade's kind of got to be a blockbuster kind of trade. Uh, and it doesn't look like there's a lot of silence on that front, too, or it doesn't sound like there's active motion there. But that's how you would move Diggs. You say somebody's going to eat some of his contract and give us a draft pick. That's a little bit different. For Miller, yeah, it might be a swallow hard year. Again, that's why I keep going back to maybe both sides can come to the table and say, hey, can you give us this? Then you walk as a free agent next year, and we guarantee you this year you stay on the stay on the roster and you could – you know, play for your next contract, or play for your legacy, or play for another ring. Whatever you're playing for, when you're Von Miller at this point, that might be one way to do it.
1: Mike Tanier, his new platform is called Deep Zone, Too Deep Zone. T O O Deep Zone. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Tenier, Tanier. T A N I E R. He's on the Western Hotline with us. Pouring over the off season here and the Bills' way forward. Um, something else we've already talked about today, Mike. Um, you know, thinking about this extra money, your mind maybe gets racing. Like, oh, maybe I can afford a big name wide receiver. Um, we're, we're very much of the mind. A lot of us here in, in, on the station, I think a lot of the fan base too, that the Bills need to invest a premium asset draft wise in a wide receiver. I also think that they're very likely. Well, I think they're going to lose Gabriel Davis and be priced out of that market. Frankly, if they're not yeah. priced out of it, I still want them to move on and do something different. I Ooh. would expect them to go for like a, a, a very moderate but yet veteran receiver type just so they're not counting on a rookie to replace Gabriel Davis.
2: I don't like the second tier of wide receivers that are out there, In the first tier, you're not going to get Mike Evans, you're not going to get some of the the guys out there. So I'm a, I would say your better element in this is to try to go through the draft at this point and try to get somebody. Then the problem is where you're picking in the in the first round. And I I sat on Daniel Jeremiah's uh, you know uh, conference call yesterday. I tend to agree with him. You get down to that first group of wide receivers in the draft, you know, those guys, obviously Harrison and guys like Neighbors, et cetera, they're going to be gone. Right. (laughs) They're going to be gone. Now, one thing you could try to do is, like, you know, this is a Super Bowl team that your second-round pick, your third-round pick might not even make the squad try to trade up, try to get into that position. That makes more sense then. If you don't do that, then you're down in the second, third round. Then you're talking about getting this this second, third-tier veteran free agent. I don't know what that gets you right now if you're the Buffalo Bills and you're trying to get a guy to win the Super Bowl and be the number two to Digs. I don't know if he's out there under those
1: circumstances. Yeah, my idea is to do both of those things, though, right? I, I think get get the veteran as insurance just to give the rookie some ramp up time. Like I still want the premium asset, regardless of whether I dip into the mid free agent receiver market. I just I I wouldn't expect. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to say we drafted a guy at 28 or if they move up a couple spaces and there's our answer to Gabriel Davis I think they would want some veteran insurance that's the point
2: yeah that's not a bad idea or you trade that first round pick and see if somebody's got this gruntled veteran you can bring in and figure out a way to fit them under the cap without having a big contract in place that's another way to do it uh if if, but then you could be just bringing someone else's headache and you bring someone else's headache with Stephon Diggs which is often your headache and you don't know what you're getting
3: yeah, Mike. It's it's funny too because I think this off season for Bills fans has been well. It see maybe it shifts, but I I wouldn't say there's been a huge shift in that. You know, I think for the most part last season Sean McDermott did pretty damn well calling a defense that was missing a ton of pieces and ultimately yeah. having a 36 year old AJ Klein playing in a AFC divisional game who two weeks yeah. before was in you know. Boca uh going to family vacation and is being asked to cover Travis Kelsey in a division round playoff game. Turned out that just was was one mole, you know, molehill too far. Um where this is a team right now with two aging safeties, one of which is a, a is a free agent and probably yeah. mulling retirement and Micah Hyde. Uh and then Jordan Poyer, who I think became a little bit better towards the end of the season because they moved him into a more of like a big dime look um, and not uh, the center field safety that he'd been for the better part of the, you know, his career in Buffalo. It's surprising at least a little bit to me to hear a lot of people in the fan base say, we don't care about defense, just score as many points as you can. It's almost like, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, like did anyone else watch the playoffs? Did anyone watch the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. It. You do need to have the defense, and frankly, the Bills have fallen in these last three divisional round playoff games. Oh, yeah, and by the way, the AFC championship game that they lost was because their defense in these big moments have collapsed. So like, how do you balance the need for, yes, the Bills should absolutely be prioritizing finding a wide receiver in the first two rounds that you think could eventually turn into your wide receiver one when Diggs moves on, which could be next year or the following, but also the fact that this team needs probably two new safeties, needs a one technique that's young needs yeah. some pieces on defense when I think a lot of people are so tired of this, this team <laughs> investing premium assets into the defensive positions, specifically the defensive line.
2: There's a, there's a couple of elements here. One is you can't really project the draft or free agency until you know what you're doing with all the guys who are on your own free agent list and who you're keeping. So like, I think they're keeping Jordan Poyer. They might extend him for another year to save a couple million, et cetera. You're probably looking at Michael H- Micah Hyde gone. So there, you got a problem there at, at your safety position. You got to fix. Tredavious White is a big question mark. I have a funny feeling he's gone. I think that's a way to solve some problems financially. I don't know. Then you got a hole opening up a corner. You got to see where the holes are before you can fill the holes. And you know, you have that on this side and you have it on the other side. And uh, the, the other element of this for the Buffalo Bills is, you know, when I when I looked at them at the moment the offseason broke, I, I saw their cap situation, I saw their free agency, I saw guys like Von Miller, and said, this team is going to take a step back. They have to control the step back. Okay, mm-hmm. they're probably going to take a step back. But the Chiefs have this big decision with Chris Jones, and they don't have any wide receivers. The Bengals might be taking a huge step back. So you have to almost look at it right now with the Bills and say you're in a little bit of a control-the-skid mode and say, hey, if we come back with some of these guys next year uh, and we add a few pieces, whether it's on offense or defense, we put ourselves in a better position than some of the uh, some of the other you know top playoff teams are right now, and we can put ourselves in a position to also still be good 2024 and 2025 by not overspending or taking a
1: risk. I love that phrasing, control the skid. Same. That's yeah. such a good way to put it. And I think, Mike, maybe the Chiefs did that two years ago – Maybe to a larger extent than they did this year, but they they did they didn't redo Mahomes' money two years ago, and they got young on defense and hit on a bunch of draft picks that they really needed to come through. And all they've done is win the Super Bowl two years in a row. That's a that's a very high bar to try to clear. But that I guess that's mastering the, that's like intentionally skidding, that's drifting uh, on purpose. I think is what they did.
2: You trade Tyree Hill to do it. I mean, that's part of the thing. It's like, this is the, the controlled burn. We we, we <laughs> right. gave away a Hall of Fame caliber player to do it this way, and it wound up working for, pretty well for them.
1: So is there an idea that you like the most um, in free agency, um, on, on, on defense, on the defensive line, um, or are you um... – are you not willing to put uh, put names out there at this point?
2: I, I'm not going to put names out there for a team that's 41 million dollars over the cap and all this. <laughs> and what you have to and I explain this to fans as well. Everybody got this uh, got this this good cap news. Everybody got it, which means the teams have a lot of money to spend. Now have a lot more money to spend. So if they're out there looking at, hey, you know, Daquan Jones or DJ Reader, we right. can put money from them. They can put more money in front of them. And Daquan Jones knows this, and his agent knows this, and so so does uh, you know Gabriel Davis and everybody else. So. Right now, it is a matter of saying, you know, what are you prioritizing? How are you going to make this work? And I'm not going to put a, a, a you know a, a big name or even a medium name free agent in front of the bills because I have a funny feeling if they want to get it, that means they gutted some serious things along the way to create that money. Yeah, I,
1: lo- I love this point. The, the good news is you got to raise. The bad news is your benefits all cost more. <laughs> yes, can, can,
3: can, yes.
2: And, and inflation went up. Ha-ha, goodbye.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, I also, it's funny because, over the last couple of days that I've been filling in this week, we've just, we've been talking a lot about the wide receiver position, Gabriel Davis in particular, but I think the dolphins kind of keep coming up to me as a team that we talk about on this station a lot, because you know, they're the team you're looking over your shoulder and they're right there behind you. Uh, But man, talk about a team who is $35 million over the cap themselves. Um, But there's, I think a little bit more, there's some more logical maneuvering that they can do Uh, a lot of restructuring, obviously, You know, extending Tua is part of the formula of 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 getting some space back too. Where you and I have had fun in the past, you know, talking about the Dolphins and and Tua and where they are, (laughs) but they're probably on the precipice of giving him fifty million dollars, something along those lines. And sure, that clears up some cap space and woo hoo! Uh, But there are some more longer term implications there on that contract. The other one that I keep seeing is like, oh, well, this is the no brainer; they'll just restructure Bradley Bradley Chubb. And I'm like you're going to restructure a guy off of the second ACL injury and who was decent, but not exactly the guy that you were expecting when you traded a first round pick and re-signed him. Uh, Where are you with them, their salary cap space, their decision with Tua and, you know, they just released Xavier Howard and Manny Logba today. And that doesn't make their defense better.
2: It doesn't make them better. Although Xavier is on the downside of his career. Uh, to a degree, so that, that, that's not as big a loss as it might look on paper. But if I'm the Dolphins, I play chicken with two. I play on the fifth-year option, and I see where he's at at the end of this year because, uh, you know, if we're being honest and we're not just, you know, box score scouting on the guy, it's like I don't think he looks like Joe Burrow when healthy or Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts. He doesn't accomplish those things, so I don't do that. I have a funny feeling the Dolphins aren't thinking that way. The Dolphins are thinking we have to do this optically we've had so many problems with quarterback in the past for years and years and years we want to get this done and we're going to take this risk i think they do that there i just the the hole never equals the sum of the parts with that team we saw that late in the year bills fans saw what happened to the dolphins at the end they're the ones that turn into the pumpkin first so uh, you know i think they're kind of stuck with the plan that they have right now is it's going to be Tua? it's going to be waddle it's going to be tyree that gets you to wins right away because you're going to beat the Jets with that. You're going to beat the bad teams with that. And then we have to see where the the chips lay after that.
1: Yeah. Real quick on the Chiefs. Um, I know they're in a much better financial situation, but they do have some big names. Chris Jones, Ljarius Sneed from that defense, namely. Do you think they keep both of those guys?
2: I don't think they keep Chris Jones. I think the whole idea with Chris Jones was when they restructured him last year, it was like, you get another ring, then you go put your great grandkids through college someplace else. I think that was always the logic. Now maybe he's happier now than he was last off-season when he was disgruntled. But I think the idea is you keep Sneed. Jones is going to get this big payday somewhere. You know, Detroit Lions are going to make him the richest defender in the league, or whatever. And then you turn around and say, well, with these assets, hey. A wide receiver would be really nice because you still really need one.
1: Mike appreciate the time very much. If you want to let everybody know where exactly to find your work other than just searching for it on X, formerly known as Twitter uh, <laughs> g- you know g- g- give yourself give yourself a plug here.
2: I'm at the Two Deep Zone at Substack. So just go Mike Tanier, T-A-N-I-E-R at Two Deep Zone, and you will find me. And right now there is Bills content. It's historical content. The top five quarterbacks in Buffalo Bills history. You can probably guess who's number one, number two, and maybe number three. But go on, check it out. You can become a free subscriber. If you like what you see, you can become a paid subscriber and get all of my NFL information, historical stuff, up to the minute stuff, right in your email every two or three times a week.
1: All right, excellent, Mike. Thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Best of luck with this venture, and we'll look forward to the next time we get to visit.
3: Thanks, Mike. You guys take care, guys.
1: That is Mike Tanier Again, you just heard it. Too Deep Zone is where you can find his work. Uh, Mike Tanier, T-A-N-I-E-R, on the old Twitter machine. X, whatever. Nope, I will call it Twitter. Okay. 803-0550 <laughs> is the number. You want to chime in? Uh, wide receiver ideas, free agency ideas. We're flush with all this extra money. we are flush kind of i mean not not really but whatever you know there's, there's extra extra is extra That's all there is to it. Extra is extra. All right. Even if everything ends up costing more. 803-0550 is the number if you'd like to join us. Sal Capaccio in about 40 minutes uh, on this news today about the salary cap going up more than had been anticipated. Uh, But between now and then, we'd love to hear from you uh, at 803-0550. Nate Geary in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,